welcome to Redefining Balance for Working Moms podcast, where we believe life balance is possible. Uh, Yes, even for you. You might just have to redefine what it looks like for yourself. I'm your host, fellow working mom and founder of Your Life Rocks, Jenny Stemmerman. Each week, I'll bring you practical, real-life tips to help you focus on the things that matter most in life and be the best version of yourself in every area that God has called you to. Ready to redefine what balance looks like for you and your life? Let's go. Hey there. Thanks so much for taking time out of your day and having a listen to this podcast. My goal for today's podcast, you guys, is that you really can get some traction and some productivity towards your goals that you have between now and the end of the year. Because guess what? Welcome to November. (laughs) The rest of this year is going to be flying by. And so this is a great week for us to just to kind of pause and take a step back and evaluate our goals, evaluate where we are, our surroundings, the reality that we're in, and really take an assessment on moving things forward. Now, in this episode, we're going to dive into just two areas of our life. We're going to dive into parenting and our career. And of course, you can kind of apply the same methodology that we're going to be talking about and we're going to be going through together into all areas of your life. Anything that you have like a big goal in or something that you're wanting to make a life change in. And remember, those are always two different things. A life change is different than a goal. But you can take the same things that we're talking about today in your career and parenting and put that towards your weight goals or your financial goals or anything else that you are really working towards and have set a vision and an intention for between now and the end of the year. But before we get into all of that, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has sent me an email or a message on social media regarding the last couple episodes. We talked or I talked very transparently about some things that are going on in my family and how it really left me burnt out and empty and feeling a little bit out of balance in a lot of different areas of my life. And I kind of walked through, if you are finding yourself in a similar situation, how to get yourself back to that. But I just want to say thank you to everyone who's reached out because it really means so much to me that you would be praying for my family, you'd be praying for my son, for me, as we're navigating through all of this. And the hard thing is, is that we are going back up to Portland. We are in Oregon. We're about two hours away from the Children's Hospital where we live. And we're going back up there in a couple of weeks, and there's a possibility we might be doing a hospital stay again. So your continued prayers are definitely appreciated because, I don't know, this does not seem very holiday-ish to stay in the hospital. And I know people do it all the time, but I just really don't want to. So if you could keep praying for health and just God's wisdom and his peace and everything, that would be amazing. All right, so let's jump right in. Now, I know I said we were going to talk about parenting and career. I want to talk about career first, because for me, fourth quarter and career just kind of go hand in hand. It's such a great time of year to be really going after some strong goals. Regardless of what has happened earlier on in the year, you can really take capture of the last few weeks of the year, the last couple months of the year, and make some huge traction that honestly, you guys, this is stuff that can either change your career trajectory or help you negotiate the things that you're wanting out of your career if you can finish the year strong. And the reason for that, of course, is because right after the new year are year-end reviews, setting goals for the new year, you know, open enrollment for insurance, like all of those kind of things are happening right now. And it's a great opportunity to be able to advocate for yourself if you want to raise or a promotion or even just learning a new skill to take on different responsibility to grow yourself in your current career. Now, if you listened a few episodes back, gosh, I would say maybe almost two months ago, almost, not quite, but almost two months ago, we did an episode about fourth quarter and goals. And we really touched on all of the different areas 
of life. And if you're a Life Balance member, we covered in a member-exclusive podcast a lot more in-depth on career. And if you miss that, inside of the Your Life Rocks app, you can go to courses, member-exclusive podcast, and you'll be able to catch that there along with the worksheet. And it's never too late to fill out the worksheet. So if you didn't do that yet and you're a Life Balance member, it is there for you. But now that we are, you know, not at the beginning of the 90 days, but we're really full in the swing of it, kind of at that midway point, it's a great opportunity to review what it is that you wanted to accomplish between now and the end of the year. And it might be something that is a goal given to you. It might just be something that you want to personally accomplish. But whatever it is that you've kind of set your sights on, now is a great time to review that and ask yourself, is this still something that matters to me? And is it even possible for me to do this at this point in time? And it's a true reality check for yourself to really be able to know, like, is this something that I can do, I want to do? And if it's not, it's okay to adjust it. There's no harm in being able to say, you know what, I wanted to do that, but I just don't know if I absolutely can or if I want to commit to that, given that committing to something is going to take a sacrifice of something else. And you might just not have the opportunity to be able to sacrifice another project or more time at work or whatever it is. And you guys, I am one who normally sets really big goals that then I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did I ever think I was going to be able to do that? There's just not enough hours in the day. But this is where we can kind of check in and adjust it. It's not letting it go completely. It's just adjusting it to something that you can really achieve given a shorter runway that you have between now and the end of the year. Now, I also think it's an important distinction when we're looking at adjusting our goal is to really think about the things that we need to do before the end of the year. It might be something that is tied to a bonus or something that is tied to a project deadline that's coming up, but there is definitely a difference between a need and a want. And I think we all know that, and I think we all need to remind ourselves of that in all areas of our life. But especially when we're talking about our career goals and the things that we put on our plate to do, because we might make a huge long to-do list of the the things that we want to accomplish, the projects that we want to do, we want to take on these other responsibilities. But at some point, we need to look at this huge, long, unattainable list and say, what is a need? This needs to get done. And what is a want? Meaning, I kind of want to do this, or it would be great if we could do this, but is it an absolute need? Because when you can kind of separate those two, then you can look at those absolute needs, prioritize those, and then if you have time, energy, and resources left, then you can start to do some of the ones. But as we start to move into the holidays, you think about how many working days you actually have left when you take into account holidays, vacation time, meetings that you're in that take away your productivity. All of those different things are going to make your runway a little bit shorter as far as you being able to accomplish what it is that you want and need to accomplish. So prioritization is key here. And as you're prioritizing the things, even the needs can get sometimes a little bit big and unclear. And so I want you to think about it this way. What are the things that someone else is requiring of you, especially if it's your boss or maybe someone in another department that you're wanting to transfer to? Really start to think about those things first that other people are requiring of you. And then start to prioritize the things that other people are needing from you or waiting on for you. Because if there's something that needs to get done, but it's contingent on you doing something, then that's something that should be a priority. That way there's no bottle nosing 
I guess it's bottlenecking is the right term for that, isn't it? Anyway, you're not a stopping point for any of this stuff actually getting done. Then once you have that clear priority list, you can take the task to your calendar and make sure you actually have time to do what it is that you need to do. Now, I want to tell you about this new tool that I found. I found it kind of by accident, and I've been using it for a couple weeks now, and it has changed my focus. It has helped me to remove distractions, prioritize my list a lot better, and be realistic about how I'm spending my time. And I have been able to get so much more done. And whenever I find cool things like this, I always want to share it with you guys. Now, this program, it's $20 a month, but you can try it free for two weeks and see if it's something that helps you in your productivity. And the thing I like about it is that it pulls for my projects from Asana, and it works with a ton of other project management software systems. It pulls my to-do lists in. It pulls in things on my calendar, and it helps me really plan my day without having to lose all of the things or get overwhelmed by all of the the to-dos and all of the deadlines that are in all of these different places. It puts it all into one place. And just like we teach here about planning your day in the morning, In the morning, it helps you kind of plan your day, prioritize, move things off that you don't have time for, and then you can go into focus mode to remove all distractions. I highly encourage you to try it out, and if it works really well for you, present it to your boss and see if it's something that you can work into your work budget. But you can try it for free by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash plan your day. That's yourliferocks.com forward slash plan your day. Okay, so we've talked about career. We've talked about how to kind of do that check-in, that reality check of where you're at. And really, you guys, it's about keeping things simple and focused and tight. Now we're going to move into parenting. Now, this gets a little bit more hairy. And honestly, you guys, for me, because fourth quarter is so big for career, this is where I can tend to have a little bit of mom guilt. And this is why I check in, because to me, mom guilt is not always a bad thing. Now, it can be a bad thing if I'm comparing myself to others. But oftentimes it's a barometer, like an inside check, almost like a push of the Holy Spirit to say, hey, maybe your attention is not necessarily where it needs to be, or you need to just kind of back off a little bit or check in on something. But to me, it's always an indicator that I need to assess what is going on and make a change. And that is why this parenting piece is so critically important. And I often forget to do this, except for when we have parent-teacher conferences. And then every time I do parent-teacher conferences or I get that reminder in the backpack, it's my mental note that I need to go through kind of a check-in process with my kids. And it's simply just answering this question. How are they doing right now in school? I mean, it really could be how are they doing right now? Because it's not just like what their grades are, right? So when you're thinking about this, I want you to think about knowledge, skill, social, emotional, physical. Those are five key pillars that we really want to be checking in as a mom to make sure that we are providing everything for our kids to be successful in all five of those areas. Now, when it comes to knowledge, this one for me, for the longest time, I just always trusted the school system. You know, whatever they're teaching, that must be the right thing. But here's what I have found. Now, we've moved around a lot for work. And every time the kids go into a new school, it's always a huge adjustment because they have gone into school districts that were more advanced than the previous school district. And they've gone from the opposite direction, from more advanced school districts into less advanced school districts. And there are certain subjects that my kids are naturally curious about that they actually like doing. And then there's ones that they struggle with. 
And I want to be able to support them in growing in the things that they're naturally good at and that they love doing, but also making sure that they don't fall behind in the things that they maybe don't necessarily love to do quite so much. So as a parent, you really can take ownership over this knowledge base and it can be overwhelming. Honestly, it totally can be because Just keeping on top of the homework and all of the fundraisers and the PTO meetings and all of that, let alone paying attention to the curriculum that they're learning. And it doesn't have to be extremely hard. You don't have to like dive into the lesson plans and see what they're learning and supplement it for yourself, but just kind of ask your kids some questions. So for example, my younger son told me that they're not really doing anything for history. And I asked him a few more clarifying questions. Now he's a fifth grader. So, you know, History is kind of, you know, take it what it is. But we were watching a movie and there were other elementary kids and they were doing like a a history type of a project. And he likes history. And he mentioned that they are not really doing anything like that. So then I figured, how can I help supplement the history? Now, it could be just watching some documentaries, watching some things on YouTube, or it might be getting some kind of a tutoring system, whether it be a computer program or an actual person. But you can really take control and supplement that area of knowledge to make sure your kids are getting everything that they need to be successful. The next thing on there is skill. Are they growing in skill? Now, when I think about skill, this is where I think about things like reading, writing, being able to, you know, do their math easily, communication skills. These are all the skills that they should be learning in school and they should be growing in. And sometimes, you know, they might be in a bigger classroom and not getting the attention that they need to grow in these skills. So again, this is where you can really supplement, but it also is a great point for you to be communicating with the teacher to say, are you seeing improvement in this area? And what ideas do you have that we could be doing at home to help them grow more in whatever area it is that they are maybe struggling in or stagnant in? Next is social. And this is a conversation is always the most important conversation I have during parent-teacher conferences. And it might not even always be on the teacher's radar. Now, we've been lucky and we've had a few really great teachers that they came prepared to talk about this particular topic. Because to me, when I send my kids to school, yes, I want them to gain knowledge and I want them to grow in skill. But I also think that a huge part of going to school is learning social skills social skills and personal management, right? So I think it's such a huge part of it. And so I'm always asking the teacher, how do they interact? Are they polite? Are they using their manners? Are they friendly? Are they kind to other students? Are there any things I should be concerned about when it comes to social behavior? Because I'm not with them all day. And I've noticed that they are one way with me and one way with others, right? And so it's always important to be able to get outside perspective, whether it be from someone who takes care of your children and after school program or before school program, or if they're not yet in school, if they're in daycare, talk to the daycare provider about that. But your teacher also will have a lot of insight to help you really help your kids make sure that they're on the right track socially as well. And that really ties so closely into the emotion piece of it. To check in with the teacher to see what are their most common emotional responses? How do they react when there's something that's hard for them or they don't want to do? Like what what kind of emotions are they observing? And the teacher might not necessarily know, but when you're asking, then the teacher kind of like, oh, I should probably be paying attention to that. And then you can ask them, is it okay if I just check in with you in a couple of weeks and see if you've noticed anything? Because then you'll get that information that you need. It's all about collecting the data. Now, some of this you might already know. Like I already know my youngest, when he gets overwhelmed, he gets very, very angry. 
And so we're working on not how to be angry, but how do we make it so that you don't get so overwhelmed? Like, let's get to the root of the issue, right? And so you can kind of be thinking about those emotional things to help how you can help them be able to control that for themselves, how they can better understand the things that are triggers for them and how to manage that. And then the last one of these five is physical. Now, I've seen a lot of reports from Canada and all across the United States of early snowstorms and craziness that might kind of prevent your kids from being outside and being active, or maybe it helps increase it. I don't know, depending on where you are and the type of of kids you have. But I think it's an important time to just kind of check in to say, are they being physical enough? Because maybe it's too much for you to get them involved in sports right in the fall. I know it is for me at the beginning of school and starting a new sport and all of that. It's just so so much. So it's typically this winter type of a season that I start to really look at the physical things and what sports or other activities can I get them involved in that they'll enjoy, but also gives them that physical aspect as well. So once you've kind of gone through all of these five things, I'm going to repeat them again, just in case you missed any of them, knowledge, skill, social, emotional, and physical for your kids, you might have a very overwhelming list of things that you now need to do or want to do for your kids. Now, the same philosophy that we talked about before when we're talking about your career, separating those things that are needs or wants, really prioritizing what's required. Because there might be some things that when you're doing a parent-teacher conference, when it comes to knowledge or skill or even emotional and social, that they are required to do in order to move on to the next grade. Like they really are needing to step it up. And so as a parent, you're really going to need to step it up to help them. And in my case with my son's health, a lot of that is in the physical and emotional category for us, that we are really needing to step up a lot of things because that area is needing some extra attention for him right now. But once you've kind of prioritized those things that are most important to you, most important to your kid, I mean, get them involved in this process as well. Then take those tasks to your calendar, remove those distractions. You can even plug them into that new tool that I was telling you about because I have Asana projects for personal life. (laughs) And so I put things in there for my kids or for my marriage or my health or the home or all of the things, right? And so I can plug that right in to that new tool. Because when we can be focused and when we can keep those things that we know we need to do, those tasks that are tied to the goal right in front of us, and we can remove those distractions, that is how, my friend, we are going to make traction and make sure that those goals actually happen. And at the end of the day, when we're setting intentions, that's what it's all about. It's all about making those things actually happen, not just sitting there and thinking about all of the great things that could be if we actually did something. No, we want to actually do them. So again, you can try that tool that I talked about totally for free by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash plan your day. So I hope that that was helpful for you. And again, you can kind of take that framework of taking the reality check, figuring out what is needed to do versus what's wanted to do, prioritize your list, plug it into your calendar and get busy making it happen. You can take that same framework to your health, to your finances, any other area of life that you have a goal in, that you have an intention for, something that you want to be different by the time you get to the end of the year. Now, I'm super excited about next week's episode. And even as we start to move forward, we are really going to start diving into holidays. And so we have you all supported with a lot of really great tools. But next week, you'll get to hear a fun conversation between me and one of my closest friends as we just kind of talk about the holidays and why it can be so stressful to be the mom taking care of all of the things. 
We're both sharing tips on how to make it simple and to keep yourself sane through the holidays, but it's a lot of truth talk as well. So I hope that you tune in next week so that you can share in that conversation with us. And then we are going to get you equipped for making this holiday season awesome, but still keeping your sanity. So more on that next week. And until then, keep building a life that rocks. Bye. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.